Believe it or not, it's another VO podcast with three guys who are full-time voice actors at different stages of life, career, and location. But they have formed a bond and work together to hold each other accountable and help each other on their VO path. Three guys from different backgrounds working together, helping each other, and sharing with you along the way. Hey, what are we calling it again? It's It's another another VO VO podcast. podcast. Okay, okay, guys. Sorry. I get it. Come on. You're not my dad's. Guys, I am back after a week off. And by the way, I've listened to a little bit of you guys' episode, and it was pretty good. Uh, Guys, (laughs) welcome back to uh, It Is Another VO Podcast with myself, Jake Sanders, Alden Schunneberg, not Alden, Troy. (laughs) Sorry. Troy Holden as well is here. Guys, it's been, uh, I had a great week off in Colorado, and I'm going to tell you right now, uh, I wish the weather in Colorado was how it felt here in Texas. I know you guys are experiencing the heat too. I looked at the weather app yesterday on my phone. The lowest temperature over the next like seven days is like 105. Mm. So that's going to be staying inside for me unless I'm going to go play disc golf, which is going to be either in the morning or in the evening. You ain't going to catch me out there during the day. What about you, uh, Alden? Did you uh, play disc golf uh, in this heat? Uh, Well, I didn't play in the heat. And then it's been raining for the last two days now. And I haven't played that either. Dude, I would love some rain. I would love some rain. Oh, we've needed it so badly. I bet. I bet. Troy, you've had some rain recently too, didn't you? We have. We had rain. I uh, had a really good shower Saturday, and uh, we had a little bit last night. But the, the wonderful part is it's been in the low 80s yesterday and today. Without the rain um, or just because of the rain? Like, even without like the... the rain. Yesterday, I mean, the sky had this had this spring look. You know how there was no haze or anything. Beautiful blue sky and about 82, 83 degrees. And last night, about 7.30, as the sun started to drop, there was this nice breeze coming across. I mean, it was phenomenal well, I'm uh, super for, the, for this oh, yeah. time of year. Yeah, it won't last because we've been <laughs> like you. We've, we've had heat indexes, you know, 108, 110. It's been miserable, yeah. miserable. I really do not get out much during the day except to get the mail. And then sometimes even by the time I get back from the mailbox, which, mind you, is like 30 feet outside of my front door, I'm like, <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, bring like I'm a freaking water bottle with me or something. Yeah, there was yeah, a break but, yeah. in the rain earlier and I went out and walked through my orchard and it was pretty nice. Yeah. yeah you have an orchard? That's good. Uh, I got about five or six fruit trees. That's I awesome. It, I, have I call a... it my orchard. What kind of fruit is it? <laughs> uh, pears and apples. Oh, that's cool. I actually have a pear tree myself, but I am pretty sure it's on its way out over these last two summers with the heat. We have yet to see pears from that. I also, uh, I did have two peach trees. One of them did get you know, did die because of the heat last year. Mm. And then this year, um, the other one did produce some fruit. I think in total, we got maybe 12 to 15 peaches that we could eat. Oh, yeah. They were good, but I'm yeah. really worried that the heat this year is going to take this one out as well. So, Again, yeah. 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 I, we, um, my apple uh, that bloomed last year and had one apple on it what? that got pretty damaged by Japanese beetles last year. So it went dormant mm. early. And then came back kind of in preservation mode. So it didn't do any blooming or put any apples out. Mm-hmm. But my or my pear tree produced some nice pears that have just started to ripen. In fact, there's just a few left now. So <laughs> small awesome. trees, they're still I'm still getting started. Sure, sure. Well, that's really cool. Um, so I like I said, I did listen to a little bit of y'all's episode. Uh, did you guys have a good time recording that? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got a little carried away, I think. It went a lot longer than we meant. Yeah. I think I saw that was like 48 minutes or something. You have Jake pulling the reins on us. Yeah. yeah. Hey, wrap it up, guys. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. my job. <laughs> there was there was so there's so much controversial stuff around that, and I think that's why yeah. it went further. We tried yeah. to touch all aspects. Yeah, so. we didn't want to pass over anything too quickly and right. not give the attention it needed. Well, then I definitely need to check out that whole episode then just to hear what you guys have to say. And in fact, today's topic also might be a little more controversial because we're going to be talking about prices rates and quotes. And I know that the three of us have different opinions, have different, you know, different ways of going about this, which I do want to just say right off the bat, that's okay. Uh, For anyone listening, for you guys, it's okay that we're different. It's okay that you're different um, in your rates. But I do want to talk about just kind of some important aspects of pricing and rates and quoting the jobs out there and then things you should look for when you're quoting. If they do ask for a quote and things you should try to avoid just to protect yourself because your voice and your voiceover is your intellectual property and avoiding certain things will not only help you, but will help the community, uh, in the long run. Um, so first of all, um, you know, pay to plays, let's talk about real quick pay to plays. Typically, unless it's like, I've, again, I'm only on Voices.com and in, and freshly on 123 for about a month right. now. Um, I do like that 123 has an option for the client to say looking for a quote, because then that allows you to a quote within what you would normally quote for a job. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Now, what concerns me is sometimes I've had a job or two that it says looking for a quote and I've quoted based on, you know, some non-union industry standard rate guide. I use GVAA if I can, when and where I can. And I'm worried sometimes that they see that and they don't even give me a listen. I don't know how, what they see on their end. Um, I have had people listen to, you know, jobs where I have openly quoted and I've even been shortlisted for stuff like that as well. Um, but I do, it does concern me because I know sometimes depending on the production house, depending on who their client is, they may not have the exact budget for what would be considered, non-union industry standard, which is okay. And it's okay to work within those ranges, but it is concerning when you are trying to, you know, quote based on what you're worth. And that again, is up to you to decide what you're worth. Now, what's, what's your experience, uh, guys, when quoting jobs based on what you want to do? Do you, do you stay more like, do you try to aim lower just to kind of beat other people out? Or do you try to go with what you're willing to work for? You know what I mean? Like what's, what's your, what's your way of going about that? How about, let's start with you, Alden. Well, it depends on, you know, like you said, I'm on those sites as well. And if I'm quoting on those sites, I have a little bit different approach than if I'm quoting to a direct client who reached me through my website or through my email marketing process. Mm -hmm. If it's, if they're reaching to me direct, I quote them directly from my rate sheet. Okay. And so that way I can be consistent every time with everybody uh, in in that avenue. If mm-hmm. I'm quoting on one of the websites, I do take their budget or their price that they put up into account first. Sure. If it's really, really low and I'm not comfortable working for that price, then I try to maybe mix it somewhere in between where they are and where I am, try to find a happy medium, um, you know, using that approach. And uh, anyway, for, for me, that's, that's the approach I take. 
I like that too, and I, and I and I it's it's great that you brought the rate sheet up too because I I think uh, I think I told you guys recently and maybe even sent it to you guys. I created a rate sheet recently. I don't post it publicly on my website, but I have run right. into the issue with I say issue. I have run into the scenario in direct marketing. Will someone say, "Hey, do you have a rate sheet?" So I figured it might be easier to have that. Now I do include some stipulations on there as far as whether or not my rates are negotiable, whether or not there can be discounts applied, or if there would be a discount applied for bundling kind of thing. So I do think it's good to have a rate sheet but I, I me personally I'm not going to post that on my website because I don't want to get I want to I want to I'd rather have a discussion about what they need and what their budget is than just yeah, have them look yeah. at my rate sheet and then question what my question my quote later on yeah and we can um, talk about that too for sure oh absolutely yeah uh what about you Troy what what's what's how do, what's your process about quoting like you know who do you um where do you go to get your quotes how did you learn how to quote any of that that you could add, add to this? Well, starting out, I didn't know anything. Um, I was, you know, doing a lot of cheap work. I was mm-hmm. not on pay to plays. It was strictly Upwork and Fiverr. Sure. So I was, you know, I was doing stuff for experience and I'm sure a few jobs were probably done way under what they should have been. Mm-hmm. But I really wasn't doing anything that was going out for broadcast use or anything. It was a lot of YouTube junk. Right. You know? So uh, once I started getting educated about it, GVAA came into play. I started learning it more, understanding it more, mm-hmm. understanding the rights and the usage more. And I try to follow that. Uh, and as you guys know, they have a range on a lot of stuff. Yep. Yep. You know, let's say it says 250 to 500 or whatever. You know, I'm, I'm just throwing that out there. I will now, because of my experience, I know what I'm doing. I can deliver quickly. I can give you good quality. I feel like I can compete. I'm going to quote pretty close to that top end mm-hmm. most of the time. Uh, sometimes I'll fall a little further back, maybe in the middle, if it's stuff I'm not as accustomed to doing. I know when I quote e-learning, I don't quote it as high because I don't do a lot of that. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not a quote unquote professional e-learning voiceover. You know, it, but if it's commercial work and it's going out for broadcast or it's something I know it's in my ball, my ballpark, you know, that I'm going to quote it pretty high because I feel like I'm worth it. You know, yeah, and, and you should. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. I was just going to say that you should do that. Like, again, and, and we were talking about this earlier outside the podcast when we were kind of getting ready is just like you should. It's up to you to determine your worth. But at the same time, don't sell yourself short either. You know, yeah. right, I mean, right. I, you know, for people getting started, I totally understand, like, kind of like what Troy was saying when he was getting started, he didn't really know any better and he was doing some jobs probably cheaper than he should. But, you know, as long as it's not broadcast and it's in, at least in my opinion. So if you're listening to this and you got, you know, your heavy opinions on it, that's fine. But if it's not broadcast, if it's not something where you're essentially selling your soul, so to speak, or selling your intellectual property for just, you know, cheap rates that ultimately can hurt you in the long run, it's okay. You know what I mean? Like it, it's like Troy said, it's more about the experience. Um, but as you do get more experience and as you do get more confident in your abilities, I, it, it, I highly recommend to get familiar with a rate guide. I mean, GVAA, like I said, Global Voice Acting Academy is what I use. I know Gravy for the Brain has a rate sheet. Even Voices.com has a rate sheet. And uh, last looking at Voices.com's rate sheet, it's not far off Mm -hmm. in certain circumstances from the rates on GVAA from what I can see. There's differences. It's very simplistic, too. Yes. It is simplistic. You're right. And, and, And Alden brought up something earlier, again, when we were talking about the podcast was, you know, it'd be nice to have a rate sheet that kind of helped 
rate within your experience level as well. And I think that would be that would definitely yeah. be great too to have, especially especially for new newer people. Well, I poked around. Yeah, I poked around on gravy for the brain, mm-hmm. and you choose where you are or where not where you are necessarily, but where you're going to be where your voice is going to be utilized, I think, is what you should be choosing. Okay. And then you pick the genre. So if it's radio, if it's television, if it's e-learning, explainer, corporate, then you pick um, uh, maybe even a subcategory under those things. Right. And it'll show you three rates. Mm -hmm. One for, you know, somebody who's just getting started in voiceover, somebody who is an intermediate, has been at it a while, has learned a lot of the tricks, and then somebody who is at the top level and has three different rates for that. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. You know, I have and to for, check that out too. Yeah. For the GVAA, it's similar, but you just have to, because it gives you a, a, a range instead. Mm-hmm. So just assume that the bottom of the range is your beginner level and the right. top of the range is, you know, your top, top, top talent. Right. Right. I think the GVAA, again, is, is is more so about like the industry standard kind of stuff, like what's acceptable. So like I agree with what you just said right there. The bottom of the range is maybe for your newer folks coming in, because at the end of the day, like taking lower rates, like lower than industry standard is is OK in certain circumstances. But at the end of the day, I mean, you know, if you I don't want to how do I put this? Like if production houses are, are trying to. Everyone's kind of trying to save a buck, essentially, and and sometimes people, a lot of times, it seems like some of these production houses or these you know agencies that are you know just trying to get their stuff in and out, like they'll 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 take a a lower rate over a better quality voice actor, and that's they, that's that's kind of painful, I suppose, is what I'm saying. Well, like, yeah, from a, I, I think so, but I think there's two way two there are two ways of looking at that. Okay, and and I will say this the the. The motto of know your worth mm-hmm. can have a lot of different implications and a lot of yep. different ways to apply that and understand it. If you are auditioning for a national ad for Pepsi, you and they choose your voice, mm-hmm. they're not looking to save money. Right. They're choosing your voice. So you should make, regardless of your experience, if they like you, you should make the exact same on that job as somebody who's you know, maybe considered a higher level talent than you are that's been added a longer time, you know. But then there are also uh, producers that are looking on a budget. You know, we can't afford the top talent, but we want somebody good. Who can we find? And so they are more driven by price. Yeah. And and let let me throw this in there. There are production houses or whoever that put things on the pay to plays, excuse me, and they do not disclose what they should. Right. Okay. So here's an example. They put something out there that says, we need a sportscaster type voice for two short lines for a video. You know what that could be? It could be a national spot. Right. And you're just in the background giving that, how do I know that? Lesson learned. That's how I know that, yeah. because I auditioned for a spot like that, won the job, had no clue who the client was or anything, and didn't ask the right questions. Mm-hmm. So I ended up lending my voice to a national spot. Just a couple sentences. Okay. Yeah. Yep. But it but I only got paid $350. Yeah. Yeah. And that should have been $1,500, $2,000, $2,500. 
But here's the thing. Was was I the preferred voice or was I the lesser priced alternative? If other people asked the right questions and gave, but I don't know that anybody would have caught this. You could not have, you know, you'd have never convinced me by reading that posting. This was going to be something like that. Right. Which is sneaky in of itself, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's not right. So they are in their own way doing things to cause us to sometimes go in too low because, and then when, you know, you get to the session here, they said, can you jump on Source Connect? And we just want to listen, you know, or, or Zoom and we want to hear you record it and blah, blah, blah. Sure. You know, yeah, 350 bucks, a couple lines. Yeah, I would do that for anybody. Yeah. And then you find out who's in the room. You're going, wait just a freaking minute. What's going on here? So do you drop the bomb and say, hey, wait a minute. This was advertised as just this. It's sounding. It's like it's more like this. I can't do this for 350 And do you shoot yourself in the foot or do you just swallow it and move on and you learned your lesson? You know, and that's I, what I did. I learned my lesson. But well, let me ask you this. And if that happens again, are, are you yourself going to say, well, hey, wait a minute? Yes. Yeah. If it okay, happens good. again, I will. Yeah. And and I, I think now I pay more attention to the postings sure. because of that, because you can you can almost tell when it's going to be a you know broadcast or an ad or whatever. You can usually tell by the copy. Um, this one, you couldn't tell, is this just going to go on a YouTube channel? Or are they just using this for this or that? But then when they go, well, this is so-and-so from this company and so-and-so from this company, and they're going to be, and you're going, whoa, wait just a minute. That's a whole different ball game. But yeah, yeah, yeah I would definitely, A, in the submission, when I send in my proposal, I would put now in the proposal, if this is this, this, this would be the rate. But if yeah, this is just yeah. for this type of use, this would be the rate. So I'll right. add that to the proposal. And yeah, I probably lose work over that sometimes. Maybe I go in too high because somebody else is going to go in just like I did a while back. And didn't sell their intellectual better. property and, for and, a lot lower price. And you'll price. do it. Yeah, yeah. And you'll do it. Yeah. Now, I do want to just throw out there real quick. This is not every production house. It's not every client no, that puts no, that. No, no. But, That's but right. yeah. they are out there. And, mm-hmm. that, and, yeah, that, and like Troy said, you got to be diligent about what the post says and you got to think about what exactly you're reading. I mean, and as you do more auditions, you kind of get a feel for what kind of job you're actually doing. So, and it's okay to ask questions. Now, if they go silent on you and, and maybe you don't get the job, it probably turns out to be someone you don't want to work with anyway, right? Right. Very so likely. So that... I encourage everyone to always pay attention. And that not only goes for posting, that also goes, and this is kind of a little off topic, that also goes for how your audition should be labeled, especially if it's a production house or an agency. If they're asking for certain things, like just just take a moment before you jump in the booth to just read the details and make sure you have it right. I don't know what you guys do, but anytime I open a new file to record an audition specifically for a production house or an agency, I go ahead and label it first. I label that. That's what I, I label that, that new file, mm-hmm. what I'm going to save it as that way. Uh-huh. I don't have to like go back that way. I know it's all, when I save it, it's going to be the exact way it needs to be labeled. And that's way when I'm, when I've edited, or if I don't apply any editing, when I'm done recording, I, you know, I got it narrowed down that way. when I save it, it's ready to send right to the agent or the production house. Right. Now, but anyway, now I know you and I have, we share one agent and yes. they name a lot of the auditions the same. They do. So do you do anything to that file after? I know this is a different thing, but do you maybe go in after you send it and then maybe do a a dot and put the name of the spot or something? Well, I don't keep them anyway. Right. That's what I was going to. 
I, I'll, I'll go ahead and answer this question, but this is also a topic that I want to get to eventually about auditions. Um, but ultimately, I, I send it and forget about it. You know what I mean? I don't want to like if, if there's a, if there was a particular audition that I really, really like, I might save a copy of it. Mm-hmm. Like as something else, you know, maybe something that I would recognize it by, yeah. but that doesn't happen a whole lot. Not that I'm not happy with any of my auditions. It's just if there's something super in particular I want to hold on to, because whether I was like, I tried something different and I really liked it or whatever that is. Yeah. Then, yeah, yeah then I might, I might save a copy of it. But ultimately I don't want to, I don't want to linger on auditions, especially the bigger ones I do, because otherwise I'm just going to sit there fretting, like, am I going to get it? And then as time passes <laughs> and I don't get it, I'm just going to get down on myself. Right. So yeah, I set it yeah. and forget it. And then, and, and when it's time to label it as the same thing, you know, label a new audition as the same thing as that one, well, it's gone forever. And, yeah. You know, I won't yeah. worry about it. Like, I'm with you. It, you know, if I if I book something in particular, then yeah, I will definitely keep that one. You know what I mean? If I book it and I haven't already saved over it, I would I will go find it. One to reference like, okay, what did they exactly, you know, what am I booking? And then, you know, keep it that way. Yep. But anyway, um back to prices, rates and quotes. Um let's see. We talked about uh Oh, another thing about rates and quotes, something that's very popular that's out there right now is in perpetuity. And mm-hmm. there's I'm OK with in perpetuity if it's like a website video, something that lives on yeah. your on your yeah. on the YouTube channel, because the GVAA has rates for that. There is a buyout rate for website videos or YouTube videos. Right. Now, I'm not talking about the ads that pop up when you're watching a YouTube video or something like that. I'm talking about like that live on the channel that live on that are embedded on a website. There is a buyout rate for that. There's in perpetuity for like corporate stuff that's going to be internal only. And that means that they're going to use they intend to use it for a couple of years at least. Um, that stuff I'm not worried about. But we have been seeing elite and I've seen it over the four years that I've been doing voiceover like there are. Like, you know, TV or radio ads that that people want in perpetuity use for. And that means that they can take clips from that um, from that audio file that you send them whenever you book that job and use it over and over again without compensating you for that. And there's just not any there's not a good enough rate for that, really. I mean, like there, there could be a big number, but no one's going to pay you for that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and that's something with that that we as voice as the voiceover community need to look out and, and stop auditioning for I know because I know that there's people that are out there just like giving their voice away essentially for yeah this might seem like good you know maybe fifteen hundred dollars twelve you know two thousand dollars at a time you know for a pop but that's but if it's in perpetuity and it's for broadcast use that's nothing in the span you know in the grand scheme of things you know that means they can use it forever and you're only getting two thousand dollars what does two thousand dollars get you I mean yeah it sounds nice when you get it in a lump sum right then but that's all you're getting and they can use it forever and yet right. people still post it and people still audition. Now, I, I don't know the people that are auditioning and booking it. I don't know if it's just their lack of knowing what they're getting into or if they just don't care, because ultimately that's the kind of stuff that hurts us as voice actors. Is, it does. Yeah, it yeah. does. Yeah. Now, so when I audition for TTS stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah, we'll get into that in a minute. Well, when I audition for uh, something that says in perpetuity and I'm not comfortable with that, I will say that in my quote, I will say something to the effect of, Based on your rate, I give permission or my rights I will sell out for one year. Right. You know, of usage. Yeah. Not in perpetuity. Yeah. You know, and there are some things that should never, ever, ever be in perpetuity, you know, like television and, and radio. Yeah. That that should be um, something you would be replacing royalties you would get. Yeah. Right. And if you're replacing royalties, you're not replacing them with the zero. 
Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. And I like that. What That's what you do. I have a blurb in, in both my 123 and VDC uh, Voices.com pro, uh, proposal that says, I, I do not agree to in perpetuity for any of the following. And that's that's streaming radio and, t- and TV. Yeah. Um, and, and if I do feel like I need to get, put a cap on it, it's like my rate is based on, like you said, a year or six months, just depending on, cause sometimes you read these things and sometimes I think clients don't realize what in perpetuity means, like, or I say right. they don't realize, I don't think they, they understand what that does to us as far as I'll say, you know, I, I don't agree to work for in perpetuity in this particular case because it bars me from voicing any other potential competitors you know, yeah. ads for this you know yeah. for this type of voiceover and and i've had people go oh i didn't know that i'll totally agree you know to this timeline right. or whatever so they just think it's, it's easier right yeah. right they're we're just, just gonna, filling in we're the gonna blank. save the hassle and call it in perpetuity then we don't have to worry about anything well that's not right right not right at all and 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 i, I encourage anyone listening if you do if you have worked for in perpetuity before double check your, the stuff you have. And then going forward, I encourage you to try not to work for in perpetuity, but rather set your, yeah your, your use, your date of use, or what is, what am I looking for? Your range of use in terms yeah. of time. Um, and, mm-hmm. and stick to that. Like I said, there's certain things that are fine, you know, website videos, YouTube channel kind of thing, you know, in corporate stuff that's non-broadcast. I mean, that, you know, as long as you know, it's non-broadcast that doesn't allow them. And you can even throw a blurb in there. You know, I agree to non-broadcast perpetuity, but you know, if this ever needs to go broadcast contact for licensing or whatever, whatever that looks like to you. And put that on your rate sheet, you know, make sure that you say that on your rate sheet as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Non-broadcast, non-paid placement, you know, however you want to phrase it. Yeah. If it's a non, if it's a non-paid ad, like you're saying, it doesn't matter. Right. It really doesn't. Uh, It's, yeah, yeah. So there's so many lines with all of this. Um, there's so many, and it's so confusing to new people. And ABS, really, you, yeah. you really need to learn this and understand it. And I know this, the three of us hammering on this, you're not going to get it, you know, immediately. Yeah. Right, right, right. Listen, listen to this a few times and remember these phrases. And then the other phrase is, I hope I can say it. This word's hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> Exclusivity. Exclusivity, yeah. You, yeah. you don't. Want you got to be very careful with that because um, you you could get tricked into that and not know it. You really need to pay attention if that's in there. But we do so much work that we don't exchange a written contract because of pay to plays and other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We go by what's on the platform and the proposal. If if you could, you know, if you could always get someone to say, "Hey, I want to give you this. This co- this covers the usage." And this covers the exclusivity mm-hmm. and, you know, this, you know, and all it is, is just a document for that has nothing to do with the rate. It's just saying this job only is for this and this. We would be smart to do that, but most of us don't because we're afraid we'll step on somebody's toes or make a matter. They'll go somewhere else. But I do know of a handful of voice actors that I've talked to that do that for every job. Yeah. And, I'm- you know, not a bad idea. It's not. And in fact, I mean, I have an agreement as well. Now, a lot of times, I mean, I've used it once so far. And I mean, not in a, and I've obviously booked more than once, but I've used it once so far because otherwise it's pretty normal stuff. Um, 
straightforward stuff that I don't really think needs it. So it's up to you to use it. But I do encourage you, if you're not quite sure how that goes, reach out to an entertainment lawyer. That's what I did. I had someone send me a template of, or kind of a copy of their agreement. And then um, I had an entertainment lawyer look over it. And I don't know if it's this way with every lawyer, but the lawyer I reached out to had a, like a kind of like your first time discount price. It was basically half of what they normally charge for an hour. And uh, so I paid that. Um, and she looked at the, the, the stuff and she made a couple adjustments to it. And then I, you know, sent it back to me. I threw my logo on it and, and now that's my agreement. I have it ready to go if, if I ever feel like I need it. So, that's and, that, and that just, and that's great advice. It's, a, it's just, it's a way to protect me. And, and honestly, like lawyers aren't, and again, if, if you are in this voiceover game and you have, and it is a voiceover business, which you should treat it as a business, which we've reiterated so many times, that's another thing you can write off. So if you're worried about that expense, but you might, but you have the money, I mean, you're looking at anywhere probably to 150 to $300 for an hour. Uh, and again, some of them might, you know, for that first, first hour that you ever use them, I didn't need my, the lawyer I had for the full hour. Um, but the, again, they do charge you the full price at that point. But, um, but still, it might be worth that time just to have them look at an agreement or, I don't know, just reach out to your other voice actors that you might know, see if they're willing to share their agreement, see if they can give you some advice about writing one up or write one up yourself and see what the lawyer can add to that. It didn't take very long for her to look at that and and to give me pointers on, and she would change the verbiage for me. She would just kind of tell me what to write or I can't remember exactly. She may have even written it herself and sent me, you know, where to add it kind of thing. It's, it's definitely worth the investment to protect yourself in the long run. Yep. For sure. Yeah, yeah for sure. Oh, anyway, is anybody confused yet? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we've been all over the place and I know that <laughs> we've been all over the place and I know that we're kind of, I might sound a little bit more passionate than I normally do, but I well, just, we I, should, but we should be, I we know. should be passionate over this. There's, yeah. there's so many new people, you know, uh, we took a survey in the VO life group and I think the majority of people in there had been hacking away at voiceover for about a year, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and we had very few people that were past three years. So they are going at it in all these different avenues. They're hearing all this different stuff, you know, from different people on different groups and blah, blah, blah. If they're listening to some good podcasts, this one, uh, mm -hmm. listening to people about the business, uh, VO Boss, uh, and Ganguza, people like that who have been in this for 20 years. Right. And they can really caution you to a lot of this. Listen to those things. Search those episodes about rates and, and how to quote. Um, it's a huge help. And yeah. you'll, you'll figure it out. It's not once you get it figured out and you know how to run through the rates and read the charts and understand what's what. And this is, you know, this is digital placement and this is this placement and this is e-learning and this is this. Mm -hmm. It's all different. You know, it's not like, well, I, I just want to make so many dollars an hour. It doesn't work that way. You yeah, know, this is, no, no, you're no, not getting, no. you're not being paid for your time. You're being paid for your voice, your experience and the usage yes. of yep. that voice. Yep. Mm -hmm. And, and it's not like you're selling, you know, apples since we had apples and pears earlier, you're not selling fruit out of the back of a truck. Right. This is your thing. <laughs> this is you. Yeah. The well, use when you, of you, when your we personal property. Yeah. When we quote the motto of know your worth, it's not, you know, somebody might answer that and say, well, I'm just getting started. I'm not worth very much. Wrong. You know, wrong. You Client need to know your know worth. That. It's, you need to know your worth to the client. Mm -hmm. Yes. Your worth to the client is not just what you think you are. Mm -hmm. right. The value right. you are adding to their project, the mileage they're getting out of the work you've done 
for them, that all needs to take be taken into account. Yes. It's not your worth just about your experience or <clears throat> correct, you know. Correct. And and there are, <clears throat> and this is an odd thing, I have certain voices, you know, we talk about you play a different card for for this audition. You play this card for that one, this card for that one. And as you as everybody knows, my niche is this not just the southern accent, but to drop my register down and to make it like I'm an older storyteller. So I might be talking more like this than I am on some jobs quietly. I book 60% of my stuff in that voice. I make more money and I will charge more for that because it is my voice of experience. It is yep. the yeah. niche. Yeah. You know, and like when somebody's looking for a sportscaster, well, sure, I can do a sportscaster. We can jump on and play basketball and whatever you want to do. I can, you know, what is Brent Musburger or whoever. Um, yeah, Brent yeah. Musburger. And, but I just feel like, you know, there are, uh, when we're talking about these ranges, there are times when I go, that's my thing. And I know this is why you came to me and yep. you're going to pay for it. Exactly. But if I'm yeah. out there blind auditioning for stuff, and it may be in a regular voice or an announcer voice or whatever, whatever. <clears throat> I may not, I may not price myself as high because I'm competing with you guys, other guys, people who can do those normal voices better than I can. And sometimes that comes into play when I'm pricing in the range. I may say, yeah. well, I'm gonna I'm gonna come down just a little because I don't feel like I'm gonna compete anyway. And maybe if it's a coin toss between me and two other people, and if I'm $50 below, they might throw it my way. Mm. Probably not the right thing to do, but I think all of us might do that at times. Sure. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with that strategy. And, and you need to do something that is going to help build your business. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and there, and there the is flexibility. Yeah, there's flexibility. That, that's why I love the, these these rate guides give you a range. There is mm -hmm. flexibility in there for everyone of all skill levels right, to right. get what they're worth and at the same time get enough to start building their business. Yeah, yeah. you can run your business in the ground. You can. Yeah, yeah. If, yeah. if you're pretty good at what you're doing and yeah. you're undercutting all, you're going to run it in the ground. Yeah. You're going to eventually run out of that kind of work. And then you're going to have trouble getting the better work because right. you haven't worked at that level. But don't do that. Work at that. Yeah, <laughs> don't do that. Work at the higher level. And yeah. like we said, even if it's in the middle of the range, yeah. I will never be the 30 to 50 cent per word e-learning guy. I won't be. I, you know, well, there are people that get that and more, but that's okay. I will get the stuff that's considered e-learning that might end up on a YouTube channel, or it might be one of those video sales letters or whatever. I'll book some of that here and there, and I'll mm -hmm. book it at 25 or 30 cents or whatever. And yeah, which is still within you know, that range. That's it is. very, yeah, it is. in the range. Stuff, it's in the so, range. It's yeah. in the bottom, but it's in the range. And I don't feel bad about it. I'm not trying to undercut anybody. Right. It's just, I'm not that great at it, you know? Well, and see, well, that's that's where I, I'm at. E-learning is my thing. I do a lot more e-learning than I do of the other uh, sectors of voiceover. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like I've gotten pretty good at it, uh, especially in technical scripts and having to, you know, work through those long, complicated sentences and make it sound mm -hmm. like this is something just somebody would say that's teaching you how right. to do this, whatever thing it is. Right. And so my rates would be more competitive in e-learning. Then maybe some of the other categories I'm a little bit less comfortable in, you know. Right, right. Yeah. It's a big and, old world. 
And it here's is. the thing too with the with that with that rate guide. There's things you can do that make your rate seem more appealing to clients, especially when there is when they need multiple videos or multiple audio files because then you can start offering bundle prices or discount prices, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that always mm-hmm. looks good. Everyone likes a discount, right? I mean like oh, yeah. you go Everyone into loves a, rest- a bundle. Exactly. Everyone loves a bundle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, what? If we've learned anything from progressive. No. That's right. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I mean, there's things you can do that allow you to stay within the price range, but still appeal to the client, make them think they're getting a deal, which technically they are getting a deal. They are. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it. it's, and again, that, and that's all mentioned in that Global Voice Acting Academy rate guide. That's all in there, which is why, again, I want to encourage everybody to find a rate guide you like and stick to it. I'm going to recommend GVAA. If you're not familiar, go to globalvoiceactingacademy.com. Yeah. Click on the rate guide. It is the far left. Uh, far, it's on the far right. It says rate guide. Click on that. Check that out. All the verbiage is there. And um, I also do just really, really quick, if you if you aren't super familiar with rates and you don't know how to understand them, there is a course out there by Paul Schmidt. I believe it's 90 to to $100, which is in the long run, a pretty good uh, rate to have someone teach you about rates if you're very unfamiliar with it. I right. won't say that everybody needs to get it. A lot of it is straightforward. You just got to understand with what you're, you know, what you're working on. But if you do want that help, you could go to Paul. And again, another business expense, you can write that off with your taxes. Um, yeah. He did not ask me to plug this, by the way. I am in his marketing <laughs> course. I don't even think he knows I do this podcast. So anyway, <laughs> so, but after learning marketing from Paul, I trust Paul. I like his style. Um, so that's definitely something I would recommend you check out if you don't feel like you can understand rates on your own. Um, that being said, um, I want to talk about one more thing before we get out of here. And it's yep. kind of along the lines of in perpetuity. It's kind of what it, but it is what Troy said earlier, the TTS, the text to speech stuff. I don't know about you guys. I don't want to step on any toes. But just looking at a bunch of TTS stuff that's been coming in over the last couple of years, I encourage anybody not to do those jobs. There is not, I have not seen a price yet that is worth what they're doing. Because those text-to-speech jobs, a lot of these people are training AI with it and they're, and they're offering pennies, like less than pennies, right. it seems, on the dollar for your voice. That is your intellectual property. Um, I know AI is, is a thing. I know it's out there. Um, and I know it's not, can't necessarily be avoided. But I promise you, those, those, the, the low, even though it's a couple thousand dollars at a time, sometimes none of that to me seems worth it to buy your intellectual property, to buy yourself, to sell yourself essentially for that low of money. I mean, it's your likeness really. Exactly. Exactly. And and again, I, it's your life you do with what you want, but ultimately it hurts the voiceover community. And one thing I love about the voiceover community is that we seem to be for the most part, a team, you know what I mean? Like, you know, we don't know everybody, but everyone in the voiceover community has always been so accepting and always so helpful. And by doing those jobs and booking those jobs, if you are, you are not helping the voiceover community. So Correct. do what you want. I'm not going to go on a witch hunt for you people, but I would just like <laughs> to put that out there. Don't do those jobs. <laughs> yeah. You're not helping yourself at all. Yeah, exactly. At all. Not helping it's, yourself. It's, it's hurting yourself in, in, Quite frankly, what I have seen offered on those and we've we've you know, we're on the same sites, so we see them. Mm-hmm. They are absolutely a tiny fraction of what mm-hmm. you would even find a rate guide saying that should be. Right. You know, so mm-hmm. you're you're asked you're being asked to do something for two thousand, which looks like a big job. You probably should be making a hundred thousand dollars on that. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't even know if you could put a price tag on it, especially if they're taking your voice, using your voice in perpetuity. Yeah. And for whatever reason, you know. Yeah, for whatever reason. Take your voice, put it on broad, like national commercials. And I mean, yeah, even if it was 100,000, I mean, well, look, 100,000 sounds awesome, right? But I want 100,000 because I booked a campaign and I'm doing something for a year or two. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. But if they want to reuse that stuff after that campaign's over, they got to pay me more, right? Like, right. Even if they yep. gave you 100000 for TTS, they could use your voice for the rest of your life and you don't see that money. You know what I mean? I'm sure people can make 100000 last a good long while, but it does run out, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure it runs out. Yeah. Heck yeah. Just never know if it's worth it. All right. Um, do you guys have any last things you want to add to, to prices, rates, and quotes before we get out of here? Yeah, I would say that you should have a rate sheet <clears throat> as, early en- as early in your building your career as you possibly can. You want to have a rate guide, mm-hmm. even if you're only using it for yourself. Yeah. You know, so that you can good, go good to, or something. That's a good you point. know, because if you go to the GVAA every time, you, you've got a range there, but go to that, maybe go and use the GVAA for the jobs you're most likely to do. Put a rate sheet together. I would keep it simple. Maybe just one, mine's just one page, mm-hmm. right? And then you can look at that. Instead, what you've decided, you know, say GVA quotes a job at being between two hundred and five hundred dollars, and you decided you're gonna you're gonna charge two fifty for that, right? Then you don't have to every time go back to GVAA and like ah two hundred five hundred I'll do five hundred this time, and then you you're kind of flexing all over the place. Go by your own rate guide, and then update that every year or maybe twice twice a year. Yeah, good point. And and keep in mind, this is your business. It's yep. not our business. It's your business. You need to do what you are comfortable doing. We're just trying to steer you in the direction of let's not wreck the industry. You right. know, there's enough of that going on without help of low quoting and under quoting. If we're all playing in the same sandbox and we're using the same rate guide, then it, it makes the competition more fair. You know, it really does. It does. And, and it, it does. upholds it upholds the industry, you know, and that's what we need to do is uphold this industry. If you're, you're in this and you want to be in this for a long time, why wreck it? Why yeah. wreck it on the front end? You yeah. know, I, I made my mistakes. I'm, I'm transparent about it. I admit them. I learn from them, but I won't remake them. And we want to encourage you not to start that way. Yeah. Right. And, and here's un- the thing. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Understand that the rate guide is there because the majority or of that field of business has been willing to pay that price. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not there because you should demand that price and no less. It's, hey, listen, you're looking at making an explainer. Here's what people are getting paid for explainers. Yeah. So somebody's paying, the people who are trying to hire you, this is what they have paid or, P- or companies like them have paid. So it's mm-hmm. okay to ask for that price. Right. Right on. It didn't just come out of nowhere. Exactly. You know? like, yeah. It's in, so it, it's pull standard. Out of their butts, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's standard. So don't feel uncomfortable asking for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you're trying to say. And I'm glad you said it. That's that is a very good point. And I think that I hope that encourages people to feel comfortable about quoting because uh, you're yep. exactly right. Um, uh, before before we do go, I want to promote one thing real quick. Uh, Troy. We have, I know by the time this airs, one will have already happened, maybe two, but we have some Ask Me Anything scheduled, don't we, Troy? We do. 
Um, what are those called specifically? Did we call those AMAs or did we call them something specific? I th- well, we're calling it Iron Sharpens Iron. There Iron we go. Sharpen- I like that. Okay. And where can people find when the next one's going to come up? Is that Are you going to be posting the VO Life on that? I, I have been putting, putting it in the VO Life. We're going to do it on the first and third Thursday. Okay. So, um, th- you know, we got the first one coming up um, this week, and then the next one will be on the third Thursday. And I think I got it set up where it'll actually use the same Zoom meeting each time. Okay. So uh, once you get the link, okay. you know, yeah. you can always come back. It's just an open thing. We're going to try it with, you know, mics on and let people ask questions live. Um, you know, we don't know if five people will show up or 50. You don't know. Yeah. So we're going to, you know, play it by ear try it for a couple months and see, but it's just to give people an opportunity to come ask these questions, other questions, you know, uh, and, and get a quick answer versus, well, you get 10 different posts from 10 different people with 10 different opinions. Yeah. You know, at least this way, you're going to get a pretty unified opinion from the three of us. So Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, I would love, I just want to say, I'd love to see people come to that. I mean, not even just because I want to share knowledge, but just because I'd love to meet people in this industry who are just right. kind of doing what we do. Just understand. I mean, like yeah. we might, we three might have a podcast and put this stuff out there, but at the same time, we are just people living the same kind of life, just trying <laughs> hard to get to make this work for us. So it's like, come out, what? like just you mean be, we make yeah. mistakes? Yes, we do. And it's hard. I like it. it. You said it's yeah. hard. This is it is hard. This is probably and and this is after all these years of working in manufacturing. This is definitely the hardest thing I've ever had to do because I'm doing everything right, and it's yeah. very yeah. hard. But passion, you yes. know, I got a passion for it. I love it. Right. I get up every day. I can't wait. You know, and there are some days I get up and I don't have diddly to record, but I'll stay busy for six hours. I'll get things done. I'll, you know, I'm jumping on emails. I'm sending inquiries to people. I'm trying to look for new contacts. Why? Because it's my business. And that's why I said while I go, it's yep. your business. If you right. want to half halfway run it like a little shoddy drive-in market, <laughs> go ahead. But I'm running Bucky's over here, by God. There you go. There you go. We got it all. Yeah. Well. Like I said, come out to our Iron Sharpens Sharpens Iron AMA, Ask Me Anything. And lastly, guys, we had our first email this last week, and I was out of town, and I missed it by about eight days. But I want to give a shout-out real quick to, let's see, where did I have it? Uh, where do I have it, guys? Oh, right here. I want to give a shout out real quick to Pedro Pena. He uh, said, he said, guys, I really like the podcast is amazing. It's new to VO, started in January 2022, and he's done some workshops and he's done some training. He said he hadn't started auditioning yet, but I told him, I said, hey, man, we are super happy that you reached out for out to us. Oh, yeah. And we're super proud of the dedication and determination you have to make VO work for you. So, Pedro, thanks again for emailing us and just keep on grinding. Keep listening. And I hope we continue to provide valuable uh, information in the VO industry for you. Guys, please do the same. Feel free to email us at anothervopodcast at gmail.com. Send us your questions. Send us your wins. Send us your sorrows. Whatever that is, whatever you want to send us, just to whatever you need from us, let us do that for you. So please don't hesitate to reach out. We look forward to hearing from all of you. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and end this episode. So from me, Troy, and Alden, thanks again. We'll catch you in the next one. See ya. Thanks. You've been listening to It's Another VO Podcast. I'm Alden Schinnerberg. And I'm Jake the Snake. No, you are not. Settle down. All right, all right, all right. I'm Jake Sanders. And I'm Troy Holden. Join us weekly as we spill the beans about our challenges being full-time struggling voice actors. Yeah, and by the way, my girlfriend says you two better get it together because she doesn't want me carrying you two on this podcast. 
saith the voiceover rookie himself. But be sure and join us on the next episode, because I guarantee it, Jake will do something worth hearing. And what do you mean by that? No, really, what does that mean? Dude, dude, let it go. It's all right. It's all right. Hey, where are you guys going? Hey, don't you kill the feed. Don't you dare kill the feed. Hey, where, where are you going, Alden? Troy, what are you... Are you... Come back!